Passion our purpose, profit our pain. I don't want my name to ever be in vain. A life full of substance is the only thing that will remain the same. Millennial Thoughts. Welcome back to Millennial Thoughts with your pot. What am I saying? Welcome back to Millennial Thoughts Pie with your girl Alicia. Today we are having a special episode, Father's Day edition. Um, I'm having some special guests come and talk about fatherhood, being a millennial, and different things like that. So um, shout out to Ray and Davey for joining me on this podcast. Say hey to the people. What's up? Hey, how we doing? <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just want to give a shout out and just give a voice for Black millennial fathers who are out here doing the dang thing and just sharing their experiences with everybody, with everything that's going on in the world in this month and stuff like that. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Um, if you want to know more about us, you can follow us on Instagram at Millennial Thoughts Pod. So yes, um, if you all could tell them uh, your name and your kid's age, just a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Ray. Um, I'm 25. My daughter's name is Kariah, and she's a month old. Um, my name is Davey Dave. I am 27. Uh, Going to be 28 soon. And my son's name is King Neo. He is four years old, and we have a YouTube channel called King Neo TV where we do, like, fun activities for kids and uh, just encourage kids to be active. Yeah, um, so thank y'all for coming on here to talk about this. I think it's also really cool to get like different perspectives from like new fathers to young fathers. So my first question is, what was y'all's reaction when you first found out that you were going to have a kid? Anybody can answer first. I was, I was kind of nervous. I mean, it was uh, at the time I was in school, so it was a whole lot of things racing in my head, like what does this mean? Does this mean I have to drop out of school? What does this mean? I can I even be a dad? What does it even mean to be a dad? Like my mom's gonna kill me when she finds out I got someone pregnant. And at the time, the person I was dating was my girlfriend. So I was, I was, just, it was just a whole lot of thoughts racing in my head. Okay. Um, for me, I was more excited than anything, just because I've got nieces and nephews. So I've been prepared for this moment for. A while now okay. and I knew my parents were excited just because they have they've already got grandkids by my brothers and sisters and they were just waiting for somebody else to have some <laughs> and here I am <laughs> are you the youngest no I'm oh. actually the second oldest on my mom and my dad's side oh okay that's funny though um so um as a millennial like as being a millennial father how has it changed you in like a positive like becoming a dad um, go ahead. No, go right. Go right. It's it's changed me because it's it's made me want to work harder for my daughter. Makes it gives me a reason just to live. Honestly, it it gives me a reason. It, there's a reason for everything with her being involved. And now I just move different and there, a lot of things. You know. Mm, okay. What about you, Dave? Yeah, same, same here, too. I mean, it's, it definitely motivated me. It changed me a lot as far as, like, you know, just knowing, hey, you have this seed and this child is depending on you for, you know, 
the basic stuff that's depending on you for pretty much everything going forward. So, you know, like the times playing video games got to get cut down a little bit. <laughs> Two hours hanging out with friends got to maybe get cut down to 30 minutes. And, you know, the doing doing the little things that, you know, doesn't get you to the, your ultimate goal or wherever you want to be in life. You got to cut those things down and now start spending those times with, um, with the loved one. And it's also fun. It's just as fun, too, because you start to see yourself in these little ones and it becomes like, a you know, a sense of joy and a sense of pride. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, like changing your perspective on, like, life and different things and your, pri- like, making your priorities known what they are and stuff. Um, how do y'all feel about being the Black man, like, in America, like, what's all going on, like, police brutality and um, the, pan- like, with the pandemic and with the, like, the marches and everything that's going on, how do y'all um, feel like, how do y'all, like, I guess, navigate that way with everything that's going on in this climate? Um, it's honestly, since my daughter was literally just born a month ago, I've been dealing with my family not really being able to see her. And then not only that, it's this not being able to go out and protest for the simple fact I could catch something and bring it back to my daughter, which I definitely don't want. Mm-hmm. But wanting to protest just to be there with my people, especially it's people my age that's out there protesting. Mm-hmm. But I know I run a big risk, not only catching something, but getting killed mm-hmm. being out there protesting. Because you never know what could happen. We're watching these videos on Facebook and YouTube and stuff, and people are really dying out there. Mm-hmm. These police aren't caring anymore. At all. That's so sad, too. And, not, and, and for me, it was definitely, uh, you know, like with the whole COVID-19 thing happened, it was, okay, absolutely, you got to protect your son and make sure he's indoors all the time or he's only out there if it's absolutely necessary, you know, got to make sure you shelter him and provide and protect him indoors. And then, obviously, the protest and the George Floyd video happened as someone who's in Minnesota, Minneapolis, to be exact. It kind of, you know, it raised the hair on my skin. Like, as much as I want to protect him and stay indoors and not, not be in a large crowd, I felt the need to, you know, go out there and protest and, like, you know, make sure he doesn't – and let my voice be heard now so he doesn't have to go through this, you know, 10, 20 years from now, making sure – and Ray, exactly like we uh, – <laughs> We know people like you can't be out there because obviously you have a one month old whose immune system is very young and precious and you have to protect them. So the fact that we went out there and in protest, we were really protesting for people like you who we know like you really want to be out there, but you can't because you have this little one that you got to provide for. And that's what makes you a great father, just knowing and making that decision alone saying, okay, well. I really want to protest, but I got this little one. I got to make sure I'm cautious of and be careful with and not bring anything back home to her. But with me, I have a four-year-old whose immune system is a little stronger and it's not as strong as, uh, you know, a regular <laughs> dog or something. But at the same time, too, knowing if, if I don't do this now, if I don't go out there and let my voice be heard and peacefully protest on his behalf, he will have to go through some of these same challenges and some of these same things that I'm going through today. And as a father, that's just, you want to protect your little ones and make sure they don't face any adversities like that growing up that you have to go through. So we really, you know, people, a lot of young people and a lot of young parents like me was really out there protesting, not just for themselves, but, you know, for the next generation that's coming up behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's we, we as a, as a father, I felt the the need to be there. As a son, you know, my mom's 
worried like oh what are you doing out there come back home be safe no need to be out there they're killing people out there you know she's worried about her son but at the same time too i'm telling her i have a son i gotta do this so he doesn't have to do this tomorrow so it was it, it, it was kind of you know it, it put me in a situation to where i care about my mother and don't want her worried about me but i also care about my son and want to make sure like he has he has every opportunity necessary growing up and every and nothing is taken away from him due to his color of his skin yeah um definitely and i feel that too like i know it's a pandemic and stuff like that and i'm personally not going out there because <laughs> going on it's too hot mask and everything like that so i feel like social media is another way that you can use your voice and different things like that so i was like i'm just gonna figure out my lane just you know just educate people tell people to vote just know people just make sure people know like who is running for different things who is out there and see what's going on because they are like killing black bodies like it's no tomorrow and it's just like what can we do that's a whole nother conversation but i do just feel like it's important to know like how um, black men are feeling or how they're able to still try to be protective but then they have to worry about their families and just everything that goes on day to day in that um you know in that I guess absolutely and I feel like you know you having this podcast and you providing this platform for you know two young black men two young black fathers you know get their voices be heard that's your form of protest that's your form of saying you know I have a message and it might not be coming from me it's coming from people who you know look like me so this is mm -hmm. this is the message and you're reaching an even larger audience than I might be able to by just, you know protesting out there so I definitely appreciate you sharing this platform with me and Ray Yes, um, y'all welcome and thank you all too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all too. But I um, also like want to, I guess like um, think about it in a different way, like all this is going on. And so that I know that there is a lot of black um, fathers, I guess it's the community or whatever, that they have this, um, I don't know, this narrative that like black parents are like black fathers aren't in their lives and different things like that. And so I wanted to just see like how y'all feel about it, like how y'all feel about the narrative of like black men not being in their children's lives. But then you do see that there's actually a lot of black men who are in each other, in their children's lives. Um, so how do y'all feel about that? Um, I just, go ahead. I, I think you know, it's, it's easy for that stereotype to be thrown out there when, you know, the, the exact reason why we're protesting is the systematic racism that I feel is like, you know, structure it to where black fathers aren't in their kids' life. We have the war on drugs that happened late in the 90s and the 80s to the 90s, which is where the stereotypes come from. And the war on drugs and, and just basic other things just locked up a lot of black fathers, a lot of strong black men that could, that could be leaders in their community, that could be leaders in their neighborhood, that could be leaders in their kids life they lock them up put them in jail for long unnecessary sentences and that you know perpetrate the stereotype that you know a black father's on in their kids life when some of these dads would love to be there you know like I'm, I'm pretty sure you know these dads see their kids growing up and they they want to be a part of it but when you lock them up and you put them through situations to where six ten to 16 to 20 years they're gone that really leaves them like you know no option to, to raise their kids they come out of jail their kids are grown have kids and you have this cycle repeats itself so that's why it's important to have a platform like this that you're sharing with us to you know tell young black fathers out there like you know or tell other people like that's not true. You know, young black fathers are just as much 
want to be a part of their kid's life or are a part of their kid's life as any other race. So I, I'm glad that, you know, growing up, I had I had someone that I consider a pops, not necessarily a dad, but, you know, he did what he had to do. He did what he could do. I didn't have my dad personally in my life growing up. And I just, I wanted to change that growing up. I wanted to say, you know, the situation was different. Now, he wasn't a dad beat. He just happened to be, you know, he passed away at a young age. But that 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 void that was left that makes made me want to like you know not not have that cycle repeat itself again. So I mm-hmm. I made it my priority to make sure that that cycle wouldn't happen again. That my kids will absolutely have his their dad in their life every second of their life. So mm-hmm. okay, what about you? Ray? So for me, my dad growing up, he was in and out the system, but he was always there for me whether he was in or whether he was out. And it really, like, it made me feel a certain way. I knew I didn't want to, I knew growing up, I didn't want to ever have to put my kid through that kind of situation because the hurt that you feel while your dad is away and you really just want him to be there so they can talk to him about the simple things instead instead of having to uh, call him whenever he's available. And then, like, there's also the fathers that are, able to be there but just don't choose not to mm-hmm. and those are the ones that I don't really understand for the simple fact of anyone who has kids to know the joy of seeing that kid is it's, it's a little you running around like it's literally you in a smaller form a form that you really don't remember yourself in so it's just like them not being there for their kid is is it sucks for the kid mainly, but it's 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 a feeling that anybody that is a father should know. Like this feeling is a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Like it's only only you will be able to feel this feeling. Okay, so. yeah, that makes sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. I was um like from a different background. Well, I can't. I was raised like my dad, two parent household too. So I do know some people who are raised in two parent households, and some people who aren't raised without their fathers. But I definitely see um, both of it, like the systematic racism, where the kids, well, the father is taken out, but also there is just some people who don't take care of their kids, and you just be like, what? Like I'm so confused. Like how do you not want to take care of your kid? Like like this is your kid. Like you, this should be your pride and your joy. So yeah. I, 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 I can't respect that. You know, it's, it's obviously different situation for different, you know, different things that happen. But if you have the capacity and the ability to be in your kid's life and you choose not to, like, as a man, I can't respect you. I can't shake your hand and look you in your eye and say, like, I can, like, trust and respect that. So absolutely, Ray, what you said is absolutely right. I can't respect anyone who has the ability to be in their kid's life and chooses not to or just doesn't want to or just doesn't put the effort to. That's 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 not respectable. Do y'all feel yeah. like it's ever too late to be in your kid's life? Like if they weren't at the beginning, or do y'all feel like no from the beginning, if you come in late, you might as well not be there or something? It depends, honestly. Cause like he said, if if somebody falls victim to the system, you can't really blame him for mm-hmm. not being there. But at the same time, it's it, it's never too late. It just depends on how that kid feels at the moment, honestly. Oh yeah, it just depends on the circumstances. I see yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't think it's ever too late necessarily because you know whatever you come around and can provide 
that will be more than that person had, more than that child had. So whether the child is 4, 14, or 24, or 34, mm -hmm. that knowledge that you can provide is never too late to build that connection. Now, obviously, you lose out a lot, and, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't insert like what you want to insert into that child if you come in and that child is groomed, but absolutely never too late to, you know, start building a relationship with your seed. Okay. I see what you're saying. Right. And um, what is y'all's most favorite thing about being a father? Late nights and early mornings. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I usually stay up late and wake up early anyway, but she she does the same thing. Like, she stays up late, and then when she finally falls asleep, I know that I better go to sleep now. Or I'm gonna be waking up in a few hours. <laughs> for me, for me, really is like okay. As, I was as a kid, I don't remember what the first five years of my life was like. Legitimately, I don't remember. <laughs> My mom tells me stories about, oh, this, that. But I don't remember. It's just seeing this little kid go through, like, his. I have a boy. Uh, just his first five years, he's four years old. Now he turns five this year. Just watching him go through his first five years, I kind of feel like I'm reliving my first five years of my life. So it's, you know, where way it's kind of me living through him and saying, like, you know, some of the things he says, some of the things he do remind me. Then I get that little memory from when I was a child, like, Oh, okay. So that's just like me. He does this just like me. So then I start remembering because without him and without some of the things he do or say around me, I would never like those glimpses of my first five years of my life would never come back. But mm -hmm. when, when he does these things, I'm like, that reminds me of me as a child. He's definitely my child. So it's just, it's just cute <laughs> little stuff like that that he does that reminds you of you as a child that makes you want to be like, you know, okay, this is... It makes it fun. It makes it feel like you're kind of living through him. Oh, yeah, I like that. Um, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it sounds like y'all love the kids. It sounds like y'all want some more kids. Okay, now I'm just <laughs> um, What are some tips that y'all can give to other millennial fathers or people who are about to become a father to help them, like, navigate the transition? Um, I would say make sure that you are okay or like that you actually love your partner that you can actually build with them even after this kid and just don't give up times do get hard nobody's perfect mm -hmm. take your time with it okay absolutely and for me i would say you know obviously being a dad is is challenging it's not the e it's not saying like it's the easiest thing in the world but honestly it's as easy as just keeping a kid alive 24 hours. You keep him alive this 24 hours, you keep him alive the next 24 hours, and automatically you are being a father by just, you know, playing your role and just making sure that child survives to the next day, survives to the next day, has been well, you know, taken care of to the next day. That's all. It's really no, you know, I think young dads especially get this thought in their head like, oh my God, this is the next 18 years that no really you just it's 24 hours man you just keep them alive for 24 hours the next 24 hours come around and eventually you start to realize that you're forming chemistry and like a history and like you know and you, you start to enjoy it too your hustle becomes tougher you become you grind harder you're more motivated honestly i would say if it wasn't for my child i would have never graduated college because I was fine just being on campus you know growing people's up shooting this you know just doing whatever i had to do and then I had a child, and the next two years I graduated because it really taught me, like, okay, 
you got to lock it down. You got to, you know, set your priorities straight, stop, you know, focusing and really handle your responsibility and get up out of here and start the next chapter of your life with this kid. So mm-hmm. that became kind of like just my motivation because for a while there before my son, I kind of lost motivation to like, you know, have the same drive that I had once upon a time. And then he came around and kind of like just boost me up to the next gear as far as like, okay, get on your stuff. Let's go. It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's been a fun process. Yeah. As you're saying, thank y'all. Uh, thank y'all for coming on here and sharing y'all stories and y'all experiences with me. Is there any last thing that y'all want to say about fatherhood, being a millennial, being a black man, anything like that? Um, <laughs> Um, I, I, would say, I would say I'm not I'm not like you know a lot of times on, on, on my channel people uh, I get people that you know kind of ask me questions as far as like I don't I have one child I don't have any like parenting like knowledge I don't have that fast of a parenting knowledge as far as like I just know what works for me and what mm-hmm. works for my kid and what he likes and what I like and that relationship between us. Mm-hmm. And I try really hard to put that on film and uh, on our YouTube channel, on our IG channel, on our IG channel and our Facebook channel, just showing people like, okay, this is what works with me. This is what works with him. And this is our relationship. And these are some of the things we do that makes, you know, parenting fun for me. And mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully makes Ben a child fun for him too that's just the message we're trying to get across like you know i'm not i'm not no expert parent or father and i'm just i'm literally a daily father who just try to keep the child alive for 24 hours <laughs> <and> 24. <laughs> this is my anything else with you ray would you anything you want to say to the people or anything about fatherhood or anything <laughs> uh, no, nah, just don't give up and keep moving. Okay, yes, I'm cracking up. Well, thank y'all for coming and shedding light on being a millennial father. I just want to say um, happy early Father's Day to you all, and I really you. appreciate it. You're welcome. Appreciate y'all for being in um, y'all children's lives because I know a lot of things do happen, and so just being able to um, have you know like that legacy and how proud you are really. Um, love that about you all and so that's why i wanted to bring y'all on here to share your story and if you have not checked check out is it king nino on youtube check out king nino on youtube um their youtube channel they do really funny videos and it really be cute sometimes too well all the time but they're cute um <laughs> and make sure you follow us on instagram at millennial thoughts pod and facebook at millennial thoughts you can like it so you can know about further um, future episodes that we'll be talking about. So thank y'all so much. Have a great rest of y'all day. You too. Absolutely. Thank you, Alicia. Thanks for sharing this platform with us. Yes, you're welcome. Thank you.